Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. What's up, everybody? This is Kevin. And I am John. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look back at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies, and we're breaking them all the way down. Hey, John. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, man. How the, how the hell are you, buddy? Man, I'm so good. I am living large right are now. Are you really? I'm loving whatever this bourbon is, Old Forester. Oh, you're drinking the Old Forester 100 proof, right? It's a classic. It's delicious. I've never had it before. It's it's a classic. If you are a bourbon aficionado and you're looking to not spend a lot of money, but you want a high quality product, go out and find yourself a bottle of Old Forester. My mind is blown. I'm, Usually, my I'm low my low key go to has been Four Roses. Yeah. Or Four Roses uh, small batch. Yeah. I feel like it's, I don't know. I don't. It's tasty. I'm, it's on par. It's a tasty product for not a lot of money. Yeah. It's wonderful. What are you drinking? I am drinking a Neon Moon from our friend at Eureka Heights Brewery Ooh. here in Houston, Texas. From the Neon Moon, the Neon Moon. <laughs> when the sun goes down on my side of town, that lonesome feeling comes... All right, anyway, sorry. I want to find a honky-tonk girl. Yeah. You, you, well, you've come to the right place, my friend. <laughs> Tejas is the place of honky-tonkin'. Um... Welcome to the podcast, everyone. <laughs> this is Six Degrees. This is Six Degrees. We talk about action movies here. Yeah, we'll get to it eventually. Well, we're excited to be, we're in the last, the home stretch of our series of True Lies. Fucking A. Welcome, welcome, welcome every guest. Uh, it's been a nonstop action thrill ride starring our boy Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, dude, fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger and James Cameron. Like, is there a more iconic action team? The duo is flawless. They need to do something else. Before they can't do something else oh, anymore. That's a fucking great call. Stick Arnie in a fucking Avatar 4 or whatever the fuck. We recently had an idea for Arnold Schwarzenegger needs to be in a Western set here yes. in Texas because there was like such an Austrian or German settler. There's such an influx of German settlers in yeah. Texas in the 1830s through 1870s or whatever. That Arnold's at the age where, like, he could he could deliver a performance on par with like a Eastwood Unforgiven performance, right? Yeah, now, like uh, he's in the twilight of his life. Yeah, but like getting his family here to like set them up on the good foot. Yeah, do the bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, awesome. So, anyways, powers. true lies. True lies, I guess. So, let me catch you up as to what's happened um, in the last episode. Harry and Helen were taken captive and taken to an airstrip where they boarded a small jet with none other than Juno Skinner. Arr. Helen immediately blows their cover. Dunce. <laughs> Juno has had them tranquilized and uh, took them to a small island in the Florida Keys where Aziz is hiding out with four nuclear warheads put inside what we think are priceless 
like Persian <laughs> statues. They belong to, in a museum. Belongs in a museum. He reveals his plan to force the U.S. out of the Persian Gulf by blowing up random American cities, starting with the island they're on as a show of mm. force. Harry, loopy on truth serum, is about to be tortured, but he frees himself and Helen and starts picking Aziz's camp apart one terrace at a time, <laughs> but not before Aziz arms a warhead with a timer for 90 minutes. Uh, all hell breaks loose as Harry tries to stop Aziz from mobilizing. However, Harry is neutralized in a giant explosion. Trucks roll away with the warheads. Juno abducts Helen, and we're set up for an epic last chapter. Are I am not? fucking stoked, dude. My nipples are hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, so where are we? So I'll tell you. The Crimson Jihad caravan is rolling out on U.S. Highway 1, a.k.a. the Seven Mile Bridge. Ever been on that bridge? No. You ever been to the Keys? No? No. I want to bad, dude. Do you fly into the Keys? Do you fly into Miami and then drive down? Fly into Miami. I don't... I. You might be able to fly I mean, into I'm Key sure West. They have an I, think, I there. think Key West has an airport now. Yeah. But... Um, I want to drive those roads, though. Yeah, when I went, so I've got family in, like, like Fort Myers, south of Fort Myers area, a little place called the Isle of Capri near Marco Island okay. on the Gulf side. And when I was in you know elementary school, we went down for a vacation, drove from Georgia to Florida, oh. long-ass drive. And then we loaded up in a caravan. It was my dad's cousin and his family and then our family, and we loaded up into two cars, and we drove down to... First the Everglades, and then the rest of the way down to yeah. the Keys, and went like snorkeling and stuff. Uh, how old were you? Almorada. You remember it probably well? like fourth or fifth grade. Yeah, Do you remember it? Oh yeah, I remember it vividly. That's yeah. awesome. It was really. I bet really a lot's cool. changed since then. Uh, the well, the island where they live has not changed hardly at all. Fourth but, or fifth grade, you probably would have been like not far off from the time this movie was being made. So this was ninety four. Yeah, yeah, this was actually probably around that time. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah, I was. Completely oblivious of, of this course. movie yeah, until yeah, like, yeah. except for the trailers, until like a couple of years later. Yeah, sure. Because I feel like we went to movies, but we didn't go to like R rated things. No, that makes sense. So, so yeah, Gib and the good guys um, arrive by helicopter and observe all the carnage. Um, Harry <laughs> emerges from the smoke. Um, I thought this looked like your work. There's no time for small talk. I'll, <laughs> I'll brief you in the air. We got to get the fuck out of here. Was it weird to you that all the guys who arrived on the helicopter were all wearing like dress shirts? Yeah. I don't not, like not tactical gear or t-shirts very, or whatever. We got to know that they're agents, I guess. I read a cool thing that so as we just as you just said, they were on the seven mile bridge, um, which they were able to shoot on. I think because there was a new bridge being built, okay, like alongside. But when the they was so they would block traffic right on the new bridge where they were filming stuff while they were doing explosions and whatnot, right? right? So each time they did a take. They would hold traffic back at the at the beginning of the bridge on either end, and they had like these hot babes giving everyone free Pepsi. Like Pepsi was the choice of a new generation. There was a little bit of Pepsi product placement within the movie, right, but it right. was subtle. It wasn't like uh, some of the other films. Was it wasn't Return done. of the Killer Tomatoes? <laughs> no, it wasn't Return. <laughs> of the, it wasn't Tango and Cash, nor fucking Over the Top. Right. Jesus Christ, Over the Top's product. Sports cream. Sports cream, Duracell, Fujitsu, <laughs> Maglite, Carl's Jr. Oh, my God. Alka-Seltzer. Everything. Yep. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's very cool. I just, Pepsi yeah. girls. Hot chicks. Yeah. Handing out Pepsi. Makes every, it makes the, the waiting go down easier. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they're like, I'll brief you in the air. They jump on the chopper. They're getting out of there. Harry and Gib are 
working the phones to warn everybody that there's imminent danger, a nuclear blast is coming. Like, I got the White House on the line. <laughs> right. They're calling Omega. They're calling the president. Call the president. He if call- I have not, not back. Call the president. He calls this a bright boiler um, when what he actually means is broken arrow. Uh, yeah. But dude, we should talk about broken arrow on one of these. We should. I just watched it on the flight down here. Holy shit, that movie is Is rad. it rife for, for treatment? It's equal parts amazing and like, what is Travolta doing right now? Perfect, because that's how I feel about a lot of what we do on yeah, this show. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, perfect so when he asks whoever is on the other end of the transmission if they understand, they'd probably say, uh, no, what do you mean by bright boy? <laughs> uh, Gibb says the Marines can send a couple of Harrier jets. Yeah, Juno is pouring elsewhere. Juno is pouring a glass of champagne in the limo. I like it. Got to unwind from all the stress, and I do love some bubbles. Is um, it, it's it's daybreak. It was night when they were fighting on there. It's right. early. All I'm saying is it's early in the day to be popping the champagne. Please, no. You can. Have you champagne. stayed up all night though? No, yeah, look, maybe not. Every year on Christmas morning, the first thing that we do is everyone convenes in the living room, and now that we're all adults, we take part two. Uh-huh. But, like, we all have a glass of champagne and my Nana's sausage balls. <laughs> not a uh, not a mimosa or something? It's if just people straight want, champagne? If people, I drink straight champagne. I don't want a mimosa. Don't spoil it with orange juice. Okay, fair. I do, but a glass of champagne first thing in the morning, it's actually kind of kind of great. If you're going to get back on the dating scene, you're going to have to learn to like mimosas. I love mimosas. That's like the brunch staple. I don't, I'm not going to do brunch. <laughs> You're going to have a hard time out there. I don't care. <laughs> I'll find a girl that's okay with not having. Like, what do you, do you like to have breakfast though? And then lunch? I love you just breakfast. don't like to, to muddle the I, two? I'm not a huge fan of day drinking. Oh, I love day drinking. Dude. It makes me sleepy and it makes me just want to go to bed for the rest Bro, of the day. Bro, we're day drinking right now. Yeah, but I'm amped up because of true <laughs> lies. Fair enough. Yeah, just day drinking social, like if I'm out by a pool or something like that is one thing, but like hanging out and day drinking, I just start to get really tired. I but, love But the thing about drinking. brunch is that like I don't like to feel super like full of food and I don't like to eat a lot of things that are on a brunch menu because it's okay. like it's tons of carbs it's very heavy you're pouring like champagne or bloody mary on top of that and i'm just like a usually if i go to brunch i end up ordering something that i could have made at home for free like eggs and toast and some fruit or some shit yeah and i'm just like screw this (laughs) now now that said if i go to a place that's like doing brunch and it's like they've got a full like english fry up or something like that or a full english or a full irish i'm like Hells yeah! If they've got that, <laughs> if they've got like the blood sausage and stuff, baked, baked beans and some rashers, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm all about that. All right, yeah. Fair so enough. anyway, I'm into Juno pouring herself some champs. Um, anyway, <laughs> then we cut back to the Harrier jets arrive, and Harry gives them the green light to engage. So this movie Let's had like some. this movie had real Harriers, yeah. with the cooperation of the U.S. Marine Corps, right. Uh, supposedly renting the three Harriers for the amount of time they used them cost the production $100,000. Right. Um, that's just fucking rad. Yeah. Are, me, are you, aside from Top Gun, a jet guy? Oh, dude. Are you? Yeah. I, okay. I wanted to be a fighter pilot when I was in my youth. I was like, oh, this is the fucking coolest shit in the world. Yeah. I used to, like, draw planes. Okay. I didn't know. 
I didn't know that. That's I awesome. didn't know. I didn't know Harriers were a thing though until this movie. Yeah, but they've been around since like the Vietnam War. Right. So my uncle and all his cousins are encyclopedic in their knowledge of like military weaponry and war machines in general. It's yeah. like they can look at something, and my uncle will be like, "They used that in World War II. They used that yeah. in Vietnam. They used this. This was built in the seventies. It's crazy." Like I did used to know like, oh, that's an F fourteen and F and F fifteen and F sixteen and F eighteen F twenty one. Um, but I never was up on Harriers. He could tell you all about like carrier planes and stuff like that, like Old jets. School. Yeah, yeah. So a Harrier, the Harrier jump jet, capable of vertical takeoff and landing, That's which is rad, sweet. dude. Um, I guess they used them because they needed if they they needed to get something in this movie that could hover. Well, I've never and I've never seen this plane on film before. I haven't either. Before this movie, yeah. that made me think like, holy shit, this seems like fucking space age technology yeah. and it was old it was 30 yeah. years old yeah um i guess built in great britain primarily the oh, yeah? manufacturers yeah, yeah that's what i saw so they make a strafing run with guns and the lead truck is a is annihilated in a ball of flame dude i mean obviously this this plane was not shooting live ammo right but it looks so fucking good it looks amazing. like the the squibs they had out in the water yeah were blown up and then the the that's and nuts to me to think about, like, the squibs in the water and stuff. Like, they line them up. And yeah. you can imagine if this thing were to shoot its guns and hit a vehicle, the vehicle is just obliterated. Agreed. It's awesome. So the guys in the bread van <laughs> launch a rocket at the Harrier, <laughs> missing badly. And the discharge from the rocket propels one of their guys through the windshield, and he gets run over. Uh, like a comedy moment. <laughs> yeah. He, he, like, he cindied that shit from, it was like from saying, Commando. That's what I said, say shades of Commando here. That's a Commando move. It's gruesome and a rough way to go. Um, they, he got ran over as well. It's so it's <laughs> gruesome. So Harry gives the command to take out the bridge with missiles. Yeah, just yep. take it out. Um, the pilot asks if the missiles will set off the nukes, which is a fair question. Um, Harry says no, then makes a face to give to indicate that he hopes he's right, which is awesome. Arnold's like, oh. oh, oh. Uh, I was thinking like, so maybe he is not sure, but I'm thinking even if it did make the nukes go off, on out on the bridge in the middle of nowhere, that's a net win for the good guys. Yeah, I agree. Like it, it yeah, neutralizes the threat. So now we're going to get into like some, when we say we get down to the nitty gritty, we're going get to get down to the nitty gritty here. So the Harrier takes out the bridge with four missiles, and it also takes out the other truck. That effect is sweet. It's the, one of the coolest things I had ever seen at that point. So that's a miniature causeway that they built. Yeah, but it was like a quarter size, or it was like, it was a miniature, but yeah, it was still pretty massive. A hundred meters long. And about a meter and a half wide yeah. and three meters tall. So for us Americans and Brits that are using that imperial <laughs> Translate, system, my friend. it's 328 feet long, about five feet wide and about 10 feet tall. So they just went out in the real open ocean somewhere, shallow, and set this, built this thing, assembled it. I'm like, my nipples are getting harder just like thinking about the, the attention to detail. It's probably the best model shot I've ever seen. The, There's some awesome stuff no, in the I Lord agree. of the Rings movies, no. too. Yeah, the Lord of the Rings fucks so hard as far as, like, Peter Jackson was like, I'm building scale models of, like, the fact that Orthanc yeah. uh, and, uh, and uh, Barad-dur, the, the yeah. actual tower where Sauron was, like, that that was an explosion that they rigged and the tower was falling yeah. and they did the whole... Like, but this is... This, for me, is on par because it looks... Like, when you look at that, it's like, that's a fantasy world. You're I looking was, at this, and I was like, I was sure it was real. I was positive they just blew the bridge up. And I did, blew too. up 
Because, you know, whatever. They're building a new bridge. Yeah. So apparently the pyrotech for the effect named uh, Joe Viscosil, or Viscosil, <laughs> uh -huh. won an Oscar for Independence Day. Okay. Which he should have because that I bet you that bought. White House blowing up was also was a model. model. It was yeah. a model. Yeah. Um, the bridge was mostly made of plaster, so they could only use so much explosive material to avoid reducing the, the model to complete powder. Because okay. they still needed it to break up they in chunks. Needed it to, they needed it to wind up in the end looking exactly like the existing bridge right. looks. And they said if they if they rigged it up too much, the model would explode to powder and instead it wouldn't look like chunks of concrete. Sure. So they had to, to space the explosives out at strategic points along the bridge model and put them in tubes so that when they went off, building material like rebar could be seen. Incredible. Like tiny rebar. The attention to detail. Yeah. And that was only one element of what into making all that possible. It took three and a half weeks to get the truck in the shot to land the way that they wanted it to land. There, I assume you watch the same thing as me. There's an amazing YouTube video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, with the guy. You, yeah, and he's you, like saying, oh, yeah, we had already shot all the full scale stuff. So we needed our model to match exactly what the full scale would look like. Three and a half weeks of trying to get just the truck to land. Because right. I think initially it had been something like James Cameron wanted the, the truck to fly off into the right. water. And they said, well, if it's going straight along the bridge, it's going to land on the other side of the gap in the bridge. Right. And sure enough, when they did the model shot, it did look like that. And James Cameron was like, that's still so fucking great. That's how we're going to we're going to do it yeah. that way. Yeah. Uh, that's watch that YouTube video. Google True Lies special effects or something like this. You will not on be the sorry. YouTube. Yeah, you, you won't be sorry for it. long. <laughs> uh, so the the bread van skids to a stop, teetering on the edge. Yeah, I love the pelican coming landing on the roof. The dudes, the guy driving <laughs> that van was like our goofy uh, camcorder operator. Right. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And they're like all looking at each other like we live, we live, we made it. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a great comedy beat in the middle of all this crazy action. And then a pelican. A pelican. Oh, pelican. Look at the pelican. Look at pelican. Comes and lands on the hood, causing the van to fall over the edge. Why they aren't jumping off the truck is beyond me, but whatever. The driver would have needed to be the first guy to get off, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah, I think they were still like, holy shit, we made it. Yeah, and the pelican fucked were, their shit up. They were excited to be alive. <laughs> so elsewhere, the limo is traveling well behind all this carnage. Uh, the driver is radioing ahead, and Juno's yelling at the driver. Yeah, she um, is. And while this is happening, Helen sees her opening and grabs for the gun. Uh, they wrestle. The driver gets shot because, of course, he does. And now the limo <laughs> is just, like, careening all over the road. It's a cat fight, man. Out of control. It's, a, it's a cat fight. Yeah, cat fight. Cat fight ensues. It's vicious. The look on Tia Carrera's face is, I mean, she's enraged as one would be in a fight to the uh -huh. death. It's a, yeah, it's a clawing for your life. But uh, Helen winning by smacking Juno with the champagne bottle. Oof. That's what she gets for drinking first thing in the that morning. That looks like it hurt, dude. That Champagne bottles are thick. Yeah. I think Wine like bottles you, in general. Yeah, dude. Um, two shots with the bottle to the head. Mm. That's concussion city right there. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, the limo passes through the flames of the exploded truck. Uh, it's that a, we mentioned before. I felt like that's a borderline miracle that they were able to pass through the wreckage without just crashing. Agreed. Always. Anytime anything passes through wreckage unscathed and just yeah. comes out on the top, yeah. like on the other side, and there's like the, maybe the tires are on fire or something, I'm not buying it. Um, Harry orders the helicopter pilot to get down to the limo. Take it down. Let's go. Get down now. In Arnoldies. Um, he's hanging out the side of the helicopter, Rad. dangling from the landing skid. 
the chopper wouldn't be equipped with some kind of harness or rope or a pulley or anything. Like, well, surely the stuntman was on some harness. <laughs> but yes, you would think there would be straps and right. ropes and stuff in Something. the in the in the cabin. Not just him hanging off the side of the thing. But it's a rad looking stunt. Yeah, maybe they wouldn't have had time to get it. I don't know. But Helen is sticking out of the sunroof, trying to grab Harry's hand. He's almost got her, but the limo hits the guardrail. Son of a bitch. Of course it does. Um, he gets her at the very last second, just as Juno is waking up uh, to witness her <laughs> own demise, which is, it's sad because she, uh, she sees Carrera that they're about so to go. She's like, oh, shit. Uh, so they're able to fly to safety. That is a sweet shot of her dangling, both the first uh, first person angle and the shot from the side and I read that she agreed to do it like that shot yeah I was like I'll dangle out the side because James Cameron told her I'll be hanging out filming you in the first person yeah, yeah. I'll be filming you and so they like did it I just loved the thought of the relationship the trust relationship yeah. between them as professionals amazing and that sequence was shot on her birthday that's so cool it's <laughs> I like bet that's a birthday you would never forget no it's like if you're willing to hang out of the side of the helicopter i'm willing to hang out of the side of the helicopter you watch it and you're like wow that looks really real and then you find out later because it's real yeah it's, it's like some of that mission impossible shit where you're yeah. like wow that looks real that looks like him jumping off a thing. That looks like him hanging on the outside of a building or him like dangling off a plane. And it's like, yeah, because they somehow him, found a way him, to like, do it. Or him like freebasing off this. Or the, or, like, freebasing. Dude, or, <laughs> like, or him free climbing. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. Um, helicopters and Harriers are landing just as the bomb is about to go off. The shots of the Harriers landing vertically is V cool. Like, I love that. I can't say enough about how cool the, the Harriers are. Yeah, I can't either. It's like, yeah, that's like. I am stunned. Yeah, that that's the, never the human been on ingenuity, film before. The, the human incredible. ingenuity built that. It's incredible. We sent a man to the moon, and we built a plane that can take off vertically. Um, Harry pulls her wedding ring back to the correct finger, which is a sweet touch. Yeah. And they share a big kiss right as the world ends. <laughs> so the marriage is, again, healthy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, everything they, is come all to is an understanding. Now yeah. all is all forgiven. Everything is forgiven. But as the bomb explodes, that's a big sobering moment for everyone um, Gib calls Harry over and tells him Aziz is in Miami. <laughs> I was thinking, like, how big of news would that be? Like, it'd be multiple islands in the Florida Keys destroyed by nuclear blast. It'd be as big as the World Trade Center getting bombed, I think. Yeah. A nuclear bomb going off on yeah. American soil is going to be huge. huge news. Yeah, so he's he's saying Aziz is in Miami in a high rise. He's rendezvoused with a, a dozen more bad guys on the 20th floor. But they've got it surrounded by SWAT and cops. But, oh, yeah, the bad guys have got your daughter. I said it in the last episode, and I'll say it again. It makes no sense that the good guys would not already have scooped up Dana and taken her someplace safe. She would be in a bunker in D.C. Yeah. 100%. But it makes for a heightened action, a heightened uh, suspense in our final chapter here. Harry immediately flips into action, grabs a walkie, and commandeers one of the Harriers. I love Tom Arnold. Here we go. It's good exposition. Yeah. He says, oh, Harry, it's been 10 years since you've flown one of these I things. I love that. Harry, Harry says if he breaks it, they can take it out of his pay. We already know that Harry can't yeah. afford a suite at a hotel. So um, as, as Harry's <laughs> shutting the cockpit, Gib yells that they have a man on the inside. Um, Good I guess thing. At the, at the He's m- delivered a lot of exposition in yeah. the last little bit, and it's helpful as well. Helen gives him a, what are you doing, look, and he winks at her. <laughs> Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. And he takes off very awkwardly. Uh, 
like with Gib providing great commentary. That was pretty fucking funny. He's like, he's a little rusty, but out that is a trademark tasker takeoff. I gotta be honest with you. It's like riding a bike, you never forget really. It's so good. So Harry good. finally gets it airborne and flies off, and uh, we cut to Miami where Aziz is enjoying watching himself on every TV channel. He's flipping through the channels like, ah, oh, I'm on every channel. This is I'm, fucking great. He's feeling his vibe. He's feeling this flow, baby. He's getting off on it. He, big time. He's having a power trip where he's feeling that hubris is creeping in, Kevin. <laughs> um, uh, meanwhile, Dana's there. She's, she's saying, like, I need to use the bathroom. Uh, Aziz sticks uh, his arming key in the device and then wanders off. <laughs> Why? I don't know. He is the most, like we talked about, Aziz is he's the most competent yeah. of the terrorists. But if we're being honest, he's still a buffoon. Yeah. Like, he's just like, let me just stick the key in here and leave it Ter- A terrorist will still never be as smart as the good guy, Kevin. I guess. So Dana stares the key down. Um, a news crew that Aziz has demanded uh, has arrived, and as they're being frisked, we see that one of them is Faisal, um, and he's, like, posing as their cameraman. Right. So that's their inside man that gives Inside the inside man. Right. Um, thus, the Harrier approacheth. Uh, Aziz is, <laughs> is saying to the camera that the world has seen their power and that he can kill two million people with just the turn of a key. Yes. The news anchor <laughs> asks what key... And Aziz sees that the key is missing. I love that moment, dude. Aziz is like, who took the key? Who? Who has taken the key? So we like, see, who do you think? Yeah, Dana's <laughs> kleptomania skills have come to good use, it turns out. Uh, I didn't even think about come that. Come full circle. Yes. Uh, so in the commotion, Faisal takes out a gun that was hidden inside the camera, which that's pretty sweet, and kills I three guys. It. Like, nifty shooting, Faisal. Yeah, Faisal, a fucking hero. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, up on the roof, Aziz and a few goons chase Dana, who's climbing up on a crane. You're going the wrong way, Dana. Um, Harry's arriving in Miami. He radios to Faisal, who has a walkie hidden <laughs> in the camera. Also. I thought to myself, imagine if he had radioed before Faisal revealed himself. Just a couple himself. of seconds ago. All of a sudden, you get the voice coming in. Hey, Faisal, this is this is Harry. I'm coming in. Hey, Faisal, you're like, ah, la, 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 Hey, you do not hear this. Faisal tells him he's on the 21st floor, that it's clear, but there are a dozen baddies on the 20th floor, and that Dana's on the roof. Right. Um, well, I was thinking, if there's a dozen bad guys one floor below, then all the gunfire that just happened would have drawn right. them they upstairs. They would have alerted them to it. I totally. don't know. Um, Aziz is pursuing <laughs> Wait, Dana. hold on. Okay. Harry says, give me that address again. What? How do you find an address via jet In your Harrier jet. I'll plug it in the Google. First of all, how familiar is he with the street addresses of Miami? Well, couldn't they just say, <laughs> look for this building with a crane? If you're in a jet, having the n- numerical street address is not going to help Not going to help at all. <laughs> um, uh, so outside, Aziz is pursuing Dana out onto the arm of the crane. Yeah. Why isn't she walking on the Walkway. That was my thought. There on the out, there's a little catwalk on the inside of the crane, but she's like on the outside. That that makes me. I have like a heights thing. Yeah, that makes me nervous. It gives me a vasovagal response. It reminded me of the beginning of Casino Royale when they're up on a crane, and I'm like, this oh, shit's yeah. just has got my anxiety ratcheted up. Dana threatens to drop the key, and Aziz does that thing where a bad guy tries to make nice. <laughs> Great acting from Eliza Dushku right here, though. He says, "Give her." He says, "Give me the key, and I promise you won't be hurt." But the dude is threatening to blow up the entire city. Yeah, 
<laughs> so, Nothing he says can be trusted. The Your real heart. hero move for Dana would have been just to straight drop the key. Yeah, I, I agree. What's he going to do? What are you going to do now? Crawl out and you try to shoot, kill her? You can shoot me, but yeah, come you're not going to get guess. the key back. Yeah, she says no, and his face changes completely. He that was some rad acting yeah, from Art He did Malik. not appreciate being called a wacko. His face went from like smiling, sort of friendly, to like just stone cold I'm gonna emotionless yeah yeah I love like that performance killer move. Um, meanwhile the goons on the 20th floor here are rumbling and here's Harry and the Harrier <laughs> rising up from below and he opens fire and he just wipes out the entire floor the way awesome. that this sequence was filmed like the production of it is incredible I agree they had a full-size replica Harrier suspended from a crane on the roof of the building and with a stuntman in it and they were like like blowing shit up. That's amazing. Uh, Imagine what those bullets from that thing would do if it hit a human body. It just like cut you in half. Yeah, it would, it would remove an entire portion of your body for sure. The dudes were getting hit and they were flying backwards. It was yeah, it like sense. it demolished that yeah. building. They stood no chance. Uh, Aziz signals for his guys on the roof to get in the helicopter and take off. Um, Aziz has pursued Dana to the end of the crane arm by this time. She slips and falls and she's like dangling. Yeah. But Harry, here comes Harry and the Harrier. He's like hovering below her and like urging, jump down! Jump down, down Dana, Daddy, jump down! Daddy, walk at you! Yeah, Dana and Aziz are both in disbelief, and boy, howdy, why wouldn't you be? <laughs> um, Aziz starts shooting at Harry, breaking out the glass of the cockpit. Which is, glass of a cockpit of a fighter jet is bulletproof as far as a handheld gun would right. go. Agreed. If the, if the fighter jet... Another fighter jet were shooting you with a massive right, machine with a gun. Giant that would ass fuck you up. But yeah, uh, a something bullet. that Vaziz is holding ding. would just bounce off. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Harry accidentally bumps the crane with the Harrier's tail. <laughs> Aziz drops the gun, which catches its strap on the Harrier. Of this is a very elaborately staged Very, scene. very, very. Dana's still hanging on by her fingertips. How long, we, we were talking, how long could you hold on by your fingertips like that, do you think? Mm. I would last probably 10 seconds or less. I was thinking that I could maybe do like okay. 20, like 30 seconds would probably be a max. But also, like... Your adrenaline duress, would be up. Yeah, but under duress and like death is imminent. Like, I just don't know. I'd be freaking out. Yeah. I would have filled my pants with crap. <laughs> um, the baddies in the helicopter start shooting at the Harrier, which... Why? I guess I, like, so. yeah. I don't know. I guess so. Harry spins the jet around and shoots at the helicopter and chases it away. It's a cool shot, though, the yeah, way that because you're seeing in the far distance, his rounds are hitting out in the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, so Harry pulls back underneath Dana, who's like barely hanging on fingertips. Uh, yeah, just like just a second away from dying. <laughs> Aziz grabs at her and she drops onto the nose of the Harrier. Yeah, as this was all happening, Arnold was delivering amazing, uh, just memorable line of, right. jump, jump, daddy will catch you. Thank God she didn't land so that her hands went like right into the shattered, jagged glass of the Ugh. cockpit. Um, Harry pulls away, but Aziz jumps off the crane onto the jet too. So now we've so, got like, we got some, uh, some hitchhikers. I'll say, first of all, Aziz is fearless. Crazy. See, crazy. Also, he's he's just lost in this moment. Yeah. 
If Big he gets time. the key back from Dana now, it doesn't matter because he's not in the building anymore. No, and also, how's he going to get off the plane? He yeah. can't, he can't That's steal the he, plane. He has lost the battle. Now, even if he can get the key back, his plan is done. Yeah, he's fucked. Um, Dana starts to slip off the nose of the plane, but Harry helps pull her back to safety. Harry's got a hand on <laughs> the vertical lever, a hand on her, and they're spinning around, and Aziz is creeping up. So there's a lot happening. Aziz and, is, like, coming with a knife. And no one is breathing. I haven't breathed in minutes. Like, I'm just, like, breathless watching this, all this, this happen. The effects on this portion of the movie are incredible because they look pretty fucking it looks, real. Um, the stunt people hanging off the edge of the plane, the yeah. plane itself, it just looks realistic. Uh, Aziz comes at Harry from behind with a knife. Harry's flying the plane, you guys. Yes. Like, and the two grapple. Jesus, it's a lot to handle. How Aziz isn't falling off the plane is beyond me. Maybe he, I mean, his adrenaline's up too, I guess. Harry accidentally backs the tail of the plane through the windows of the office building. <laughs> There's like a janitor or something yeah. in there with headphones on cleaning. All his, all his hard work for naught. Uh, <laughs> the, the jolt throws Aziz backward and... Uh, oh. He takes a shot in the nuts as he straddles the tail of the Harrier. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like there's no way in hell the plane doesn't just fall out of the sky at this point. I think at this point, like, the stress of, like, as many things that it's hit and banged into, yeah. like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's something's going to give at this point. It would go off its balance and just, like, propel itself into the ground or something. Right. Um, but then Aziz sees the gun, smiling with Glee, he grabs at it, which was miraculously hanging from the Harrier by that strap. That's right. He pops up and runs across the top of the Harrier towards Harry and Dana. And he says to land the plane or he'll shoot Dana. And Harry's like, <laughs> he like nods yes, then signals to Dana that he's got other plans. That was some Temple of Doom shit. It very much was. When like, he gave him like a signal on like the bridge. Cut the bridge. Like, hold on tight. Short run. Don't cheat. <laughs> tum, 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 tum. I don't remember what he says. Like, I don't speak what Cantonese. Is, hang on, lady. We go for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking it's even you know, nuts. He's crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so she holds on tight. He banks the plane suddenly, which sends Aziz sliding off the side. But his bandolier, like, snags on the missile at the tip of the wing. Oh, it's just amazing. Like, uh, so Harry... Seeing the Crimson Jihad helicopters now, like it's like through the shot out 20th floor of the building. Yes. And Aziz, disoriented, like yanks himself around and sees the missile. And then we we haven't (laughs) had too many kiss off lines in this movie, to be fair. And so Harry arms the missile. That's not really James Cameron's style. No. He's not D'Souza. (laughs) D'Souza, he is not. (laughs) So Harry arms the missile and then you're fired. Amazing. Yeah. That ranks pretty high for me on the list of all time Arnold kiss off lines. I agree because it's That's short, a top it's sweet. Five it's, or ten. it's not super corny. Uh, he shoots the missile through the building with a Z strapped to it, which takes down the chopper full of his own men. That was an incredible effects shot. Yeah, it really was. Like yeah. there's a camera strapped to that missile. Or yeah, whatever. it was awesome looking. Yeah, there's a massive midair explosion, debris falling below onto cars, people jumping out of the way. Uh, somehow Harry lands the plane. I love that he bumps <laughs> into the police car. That also was an incredible shot, but I yeah. think that was the plane hung on wires from a crane. Right, The yeah. model had to have been. being lowered onto the ground, but it looked fucking It looked awesome. as real as anything else that had happened with a Harrier. 
Um, Harry tries to reassure his severely traumatized daughter that everything's okay <laughs> and that it's all right? over. Um, Dana seems to look at dear old dad in a whole new light, which is great. Yes, um, yes. Then we see a newscast showing Harry carrying Dana into a car and, and speculates about like what government slash military agency was responsible for ending the terrorist Even threat. Even like the news footage never got a good look at Harry's yeah. face, like his cover is still right, intact. Right. Um, cut to... One year later, mm-hmm. at the Tasker house, <laughs> there's we're all just chilling around the dinner table, and it's a thumb war. That's another like amazing Arnold face, just the laughter and glee with which he's he's thumb warring with his daughter, having and wife. the best time ever. Nothing brings a family together like trauma, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> the fan. Well, I, we we joke and rightfully so, right? But the Tasker family seems to have recovered nicely right. and they're all closer than ever they're coping well for a family that's experienced 15 years of deception religious <laughs> fanaticism kidnapping and attempted nuclear holocaust Absolutely. i just gotta say i have never heard the second part of their little pre-fight song five six seven eight try to keep your thumb straight in your life you never heard no, that like no i've never heard that oh i i have heard that before. i just like one two three four i declare thumb war i yeah. I've never heard the second oh, part. Oh, I have. Never yeah, heard that, that. Was, that was familiar to me. Um, I phone... guess I just thumb fight differently than you, buddy. That's okay. <laughs> we grew up in different Georgia cities. Definitely. It's a regional thing. <laughs> That's right. Like, just mere, like, 15, 20 miles away. Surely. Uh, a phone call comes for Boris and Doris. I yes. love the selective lighting technique around Helen's eyes. That old film noir it's effect. Like a, yeah, it's like extra I, bright stripe across her I eyes. I love that. It's, it's cool. so, like... Film noir. Cut to a formal dinner party a la the beginning of the movie. Yes, it's, it's like a, a similar vibe. type of thing. Yeah. Harry and Helen are undercover. Gib and Faisal are out in the van. <laughs> uh, Helen spots Simon, now a waiter, up to his old tricks. It's fucking awesome. He's like macking on this gorgeous brunette. What's he saying? He's he's saying, like, you know, I'm undercover. Uh, if things get crazy, if like. If it gets rough, just stay low until stay it's low over. And I'll find you later. He's stroking that champagne bottle, like, suggestively. Yeah. Oh, Paxson, (laughs) what a damn treasure. Uh, They approach him, seeming to threaten to shoot him, and he pisses his pants and runs, Oh, God! Oh, God! God. What a clown. Uh, His face work is unbelievable, like the faces that he is able to make. Flawless. Uh, The tango music from the beginning uh, begins again. Mm, Yes. And, uh, And Harry and Helen tango as Gib complains over the radio. The routine, Harry and Helen's dance routine was not as well choreographed as... Uh, she looks a little more wooden than Tia Carrera did. I don't think she probably didn't have the months of training right. that the other guys had. But I love the unspoken movie rule that only one couple gets to be tangoing at a time. Which is is that like, right? I, it's just like in every Everyone movie. Else is just like, watching. It's like in the Smith, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, yeah. only one couple at a time can tango. When you're, so dra- when you're dragging your partner around the floor <laughs> I, on her sliding around, I, beautiful. that kind of makes sense. Tango is a sexy, sexy dance. But anyway, they are in two agents not doing their jobs and wasting taxpayer money. <laughs> That's what yeah. they are. Um, and that. There's an extended ball. That that scene lasts for like half the credits. I love the little uh, Gib moment at the end. He's like. Why am I always stuck in the van? Next time, <laughs> next time you guys stay in the van. Sure. Him and Faisal can tango. It's a, yeah, ending on a comedy note, which is appropriate, I think, for this movie. For this movie, for sure. And yeah. that, friends, is the truest lies. Yeah. I read some, there was, so this movie, fucking badass. Yeah. 
Um, the production was a grueling, exhausting I can't imagine. Thing. Uh, as most James Cameron movies, I think, tend to be, but it ran way behind the schedule. I had read where Tia Carrera was originally like slated for seven weeks of shooting. Right. And her shit turned into seven months. What? Like, they kept needing her to come back, I guess, and shoot more and more shit. Um, you know what? She crazy. was probably glad for those phone calls to come in, being like, hell yeah, take I that saw, James Cameron-sized uh, paycheck. Yeah, hell yeah. I read another thing where Bill Paxton, like, went and filmed a whole other movie in between filming parts of this movie. That makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I also saw Roseanne used to call the set all the time, like, demanding for Tom Arnold to come up and see her on the Roseanne TV show set. That's fucking nuts, dude. Roseanne it was like, bonkers, well, that man. marriage was dissolving as this movie yeah, was being Yeah, it was dissolved. a coke-fueled shit show. <laughs> <laughs> At the time it was made, it was the most expensive film ever made. That's awesome. I believe it. Then I feel like within a year or two, Waterworld probably came out, and that was yeah. even more expensive. Yeah. Movies on the water always like are shit anyway. There's just so it's much like that can go hard. wrong. Um, but this movie, from start to finish, everything looks high-end. Every stunt, every oh, yeah. every effect looks top dollar. That's what I always say about James Cameron, like love him or hate him, Avatar, Titanic. Every bit of what that movie cost, you see it on the screen. Yeah. Like it looks it might cost two hundred million and it looks like I, it costs I did not million. I did not care for the story of Avatar because the, it was basically dances with wolves with aliens. Totally. It, and I just I just it didn't I didn't jive with it. It just wasn't my but deal. Te- technically but, but it looked and sounded amazing. Right. The effects still to this day I feel like look are you as exci- realistic as anything I've ever seen. Are you are you excited about the new Avatar movie? I'm, I'm it's interested. been so long the heat is gone. Yeah, but I still I'm curious to see them. I'm interested to see like what direction they take it because it's like how can the stakes be any higher for right. that for that civilization for that for that mythos. Anyway, I'm curious for sure. Um, in 1994, the year this movie came out, The Lion King was box office king. Yeah. Followed closely on the heels uh, was Forrest Gump. Then True Lies was number three. Other, that's, that that's is impressive. Amazing. This movie didn't do as good as other James Cameron movies have no. done. But yeah, number three in any year is a, a feat. Um, other other honorable mentions in the action genre of Arnold uh, for that year were Speed. Oh, hell yes. Pulp Fiction, not really action, but enough so that it deserves a mention. It was number 10 that year. That's impressive to me. Um, Clear and Present Danger. That movie fucks. Stargate. Oh, and then yeah. number is like either that. is like 25 or 26. I love Stargate was great. I'm a I'm a James Spader a and, and Kurt, Kurt Russell fan anyway. But then Street Fighter was 25 or 26. The D'Souza Van Damme disaster. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of funny. Jesus fucking Christ. Yes. And that, that's that. I got a couple other things. Hit it. Um, so there was a, a lot of backlash after this movie came out about the fact that the bad guys are being portrayed as Arabs. Right. There's a weird little note at the end of the credits of the film that, it's, okay. that says, you know, this film does not represent the actions or beliefs of any particular culture or religion. Okay. Which you don't usually get, which I can appreciate, like... I think he was trying to say, hey, I'm not trying to make waves. Like, they're just the bad guys. It has nothing to do with their religion. Right. Like, yeah. anybody can be bad. Well, I mean, yeah, they didn't say anything about 
Islam in the movie, did they? All they wanted was the troops out of the Middle East. Yeah. Um, also, it sounded I, more political than it did faith based. I read where around the around the year two thousand, there was a sequel in development. Uh huh. But then September eleventh happened, and you know the the sequel sort of fell apart. And James Cameron said, you know, you can't really do like a light hearted terrorist movie anymore. No. And no. I think he's right. I can't remember. I mean, there hasn't been anything sort of like this. Fuck Homeland since. 24. Everything oh, is like, like the oh. stakes are, they couldn't be higher. It's hyper realistic. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, it's a lighthearted romp. Well, that's how you keep Americans convinced that all Muslims are bad, too. So. Um, <laughs> supposedly, there, there's been reports that there was like someone's working on just making, taking the premise of this movie and making it into like a series. Interesting. Like a True Lies series, a husband and wife spy team series or something along those lines. Apparently it was in the works uh, for Disney+. Plus. Huh. But I don't know that it's... It's one of those things that's been in development hell for years. It doesn't seem like that would have legs to me. It would cost a ton. It just doesn't seem like... Like, Americans, like, the little bit of that show that I saw was really, really good. Oh, dude, you didn't ever watch all of the Americans? No. Oh, you should get on that. Okay, maybe that'll be the next thing that I do, yeah. It doesn't have huge action set pieces. Right, it's more like a John le Carre thing rather than, like, a, like, big action It's a spy, it's a spy work. It's more like Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy thing. Yeah, yeah. Um... That's, that's my jam. That's, I love stuff like that. Oh, yeah, dude, you gotta get on the Americans. But I feel like, like, to make this movie into a series... That it would just it would get tired really fast. Yeah, how many adventures can you just whisk off to, and leave your kid at home or Boris whatever else is happening? Morris and Norris. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I fucking love this movie though. It's a lot of fun. It really is. And again, for for the kinds of movies that we give the the six DOS treatment, <laughs> this one's actually this one rocks the shit. Yeah. Well, it's got a, it's got something for everyone. This movie, it really does. It's it's a family film. It's an action thriller. It's a comedy. It didn't have any cute animals, sadly. But no, you know. it didn't. Well, it had that dog, but that dog was oh, ugly. the dog was kind of Chinese cute. crested something. I don't yeah. even know. I want a dog that looks like a dog. I don't want a dog that looks like a rat. <laughs> but all dogs need love, Kevin. Yes, this is true. <laughs> I mean, it had the horse. Sequences. Yeah, that's true. It had the horse, the was, horse in there was too. Cool. The horse was lovable, yeah. <laughs> even if that dog was not. <laughs> oh man, um, fuck! We made it through another one, my friend. We did. We we raise our glasses and our cans or whatever to you. Yeah, whatever uh, you're drinking in, over intrepid there, intrepid listeners. I'm, I finished off that neon moon, neon moon, and uh, <laughs> and I guess we're gonna hang it up. And we're going to be back next week with all new content. Yeah, dude, I want to eat some delicious Texas barbecue. Yeah, we got some Gatlin's barbecue on the way, and we're just going to feed ourselves and then pass out. So, Absolutely. So we'll be back. Yeah.